Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance. Um, It's me, Becky, and this time I am joined by Carolina, and we are reviewing Wrong by Jana Astin. You can find Carolina on Instagram as curlupwithbooks. Welcome back to the podcast, Carolina. Hi, Becky. It's good to be back. Um, So I recommended this. We, for the month of May, Leah and I kind of went through different tropes that we thought spoke to the month. So we picked like mom tropes, veteran tropes, um, you know, different mom aspects of tropes and stuff. And so you and I drew surprise pregnancy, um, which is one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) You love this one. (laughs) I do. And I have been dying to get somebody to read this book and do a quick shot because I adore Jana Aston. And I love these books because there is like, this is catnip. Like this is a complete, all of the tropes that are in this book are everything I love. So, um, I was excited when you were like, sure, let's read it. (laughs) Well, I've never read, um, I've never read her books before. So this was great for me because she's a new to me author. Um, and it's great to have a recommendation where somebody already loves the book. So you kind of have a, an edge going in that you will most likely like it as well. <laughs> and I did put a little couple caveats and we'll get to that as we get down into <laughs> all of this. I was like, just so you know, this could happen and you know, don't, if you don't like it, it's okay. Um, so let's, uh, before we get into all of that, Carolina, will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? Oh, absolutely. I have a history of picking the wrong guy. Gay, player, mama's boy, check, check, and check. Now I can't stop fantasizing about one of the customers at the coffee shop I work at between classes. It's just a harmless crush, right? It's not like I've ever seen this guy outside of the coffee shop. It's not like I'm going to see him all attempting to get birth control at the student clinic while wearing a paper gown, while sitting on the exam table, because he's the doctor. Shoot me. For, but for what if, for once, the man I've had the dirtiest, most scandalous fantasies about turned out to be everything but wrong? So we should note this book is part of Kindle Unlimited. You can also find it on your library. We're trying to be a little better about sharing where we're finding <laughs> books because we do know that being a um, a bookworm, an avid book reader, a dr- an ink dragon was another term I recently saw. Um, we know it can be a little pricey, so we're trying to make sure that we cover all the bases for everyone. So I read this in the library, but it can be found in Kindle Unlimited also. So the release date is October 7th of 2015. Tropes, love at first sight, infatuation, age gap, surprise pregnancy, virgin trope. I will also say there is a little bit of a power dynamic in this book just because of the 16-year age gap. Um, And he's a professional. She's a senior in college. Steam level is a four, almost a five, wouldn't you say? I would agree with that. It's pretty steamy. Let's go four and a half. (laughs) Four and a half. Let's split the difference. Um, (laughs) It is first person only written in Sophia's point of view. Um, it is part with of a the, series. With the exception of the epilogue. Right. With I, the exception I, of the I, um, I've been reading a lot of dual point of views lately. So I just kind of assumed it was going to be that style. 
and it took me a little bit to realize it was just her point of view. Um, but then I was pleasantly, I was happy that the epilogue was written in his. Well, we also have to think, you know, 2015, the, the dawning of dual point of view in books really didn't start happening till about 2017. There are very mm-hmm. few that was, were doing it before then. It's a trendier, newer thing that's happening in romance. So it's not really surprising that this was one point of view through the whole of the story. I do think the next book is written in dual point of view, um, first person. So, but again, if you look at the age and the time and the evolution of the story, um, it makes sense. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, a bad thing. It just, because I've been reading so many dual point of views, that my my brain my reading patterns were like okay wait what about his what about his chapter wait about what his chapter I'm like oh it's all her yeah <laughs> um so this is part of a series but you can totally read this as a standalone I actually read these books out of order I read the second book first and then came back to the first book so um this is the first book but this is the first book yep so let's break this down um main characters we got Sophia and we got Luke um, let's talk a little bit about Miss Sophia. She works at a coffee shop called Grind Me on the college campus. <laughs> yes. Um, and she works with one of her good friends, um, Everly. Everly, yes. And they have some great banter going on. Oh, I do. love their friendship. Everly is a hoot, and her book is book two. Um and she is like, you get little pictures of how crazy she is. And they're actually just a little crazy, <laughs> just a little crazy. Just a little she crazy. says some of the wonkiest things like, so, so the premise of the story is Sophia has a boyfriend that she's been dating for about a year. Um, but she's still a virgin and she's made the decision that it's time. Like she's, you know, the start of her senior year. She knows that she's moving forward. She really likes this guy. She feels like he's the one. Her last boyfriend ended up being gay. They were together for two years and it was a weird and awkward breakup. So she feels like the guy she's dating right now is really is worth it making this moment. So in the midst of all of this, she has an appointment with yeah. student health to get birth control. Well, Everly kind of makes sure she is all set up. Right. To get a waxing, <laughs> to get her birth control. Like she puts like big sister hat on and says, okay, if you're doing this, let's get you, let's get you set. Yeah. Well, and she doesn't just give her like, you know, like a neat trim waxing. She makes her go full Brazilian. <laughs> her internal dialogue of like how all of this is when all of that is happening was hilarious. Well, <laughs> It can be awkward. <laughs> it can be awkward. Well, and in, so so a little bit about Sophia, her background. She was raised by grandparents. Her mother got pregnant as a freshman in college. So that's part of the reason that Sophia has waited so long to have sex. She doesn't want to be her mother. Um, her mother passed away when she was two. And I don't want to spoil anything, but there is some drama that plays out with um, her father that she's never met or knows, um, that plays into the storyline. So, 
Um, but up until this point, for the last 21 years of her life, she's been raised by her grandparents. Her grandparents are retiring, moving to Florida. She's kind of a little bit of a lost soul. I would agree with that. She, I, I think it has to do with like where she is in life, her school's ending. She wants her grandparents to move on. Um, she doesn't really have any siblings and you know, it's a pivotal time in somebody's life. Like there's a lot of change. Yeah. Um, and she sees all of that happening. She does have goals. She, she knows what she doesn't want and she knows where she wants to go and what she wants to do. But sometimes having those milestones can be scary. For sure. And I will say, even though she has a plan and she's very smart and she's very articulate she does have a little bit of naiveness to her. And I don't think it has anything to do with the trope of virgin. I think it has more to do with just sheltered from grandparents to college, lived in her tight little bubble, and never really explored life outside of that. So, um, so she's crushing on this random guy that has come in every Tuesday morning for coffee um, she knows his name because he had to give it to write it on the cup and he addresses her name because he read it off her name, bitch. And there's a little, there's a little flirting going on. I mean, you feel it from her perspective. Um, but there's that kind of sense of, okay, is he just being nice and friendly or is he flirting with me? Where, where's the line here? Like, um, she knows from the way he dresses and his his presence that he is established. She doesn't know what he does. Um, yeah, she but, assumes he's a professor on campus. She goes to a large university. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's very probable that she would have no connection and know him on campus. That's how large yeah. of a campus it is that she lives on. So there's definite chemistry. Like, oh, yeah. 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 And, and oh. it's because her friend Everly will like say, okay, I'm going to go in the back or I'm going to go do this. So she knows that, um, Sophia, like she gives Sophia the chance to take care of him. Right. So this would be Luke. Um, I call him the dirty talking doctor. <laughs> he definitely is. <laughs> um, so their meet cute, like when they realize who each other is, was pretty good in my opinion <laughs> um she so she's been waiting on him for a couple months at the coffee shop and she goes to student health to get on the birth control because she's gonna lose her virginity and in walks dr luke mr coffee <laughs> mr coffee is like right there and i do like how they addressed this i think it was addressed very well he recognizes her. She recognizes him. He says to her, I can get another doctor. Yes. And um, she makes the choice. She's like, nope, nope, you stay. You stay. And there is a nurse. There is a nurse in the, in the room, room while she's being examined. So. Um, and there's a you, moment in there that I don't want to ruin for anybody. <laughs> but. It's uh, pretty hot and pretty embarrassing all at the same yes. time. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
you mentioned her internal dialogue when she says quick swab and you're done. Your cervix looks great. My cervix looks great. Is that a gynecologist pickup line? I laugh internally. <laughs> yep. But there's some funny moments in this. It's not, I know that it could play out for some people. They might not like it. I thought it was just really well done. I think there's, for as steamy as it was, there was comedy in it as well. Like just that relatable, that internal dialogue was just so relatable. And your the friendships that she had were so relatable that you're like, oh God, this could completely be me. You know, I oh. could see this happening. <laughs> like, yes. Any one of us could be put in this position and my friend would call me and be like, you're never going to believe what just happened to me. Right. <laughs> like, you will not believe what I just did. So the appointment comes to an end. He hands her like a giant, almost if the way it's described, you almost feel like it's a grocery sack full of <laughs> condoms and her birth control. And um, she goes on her way. She gets her Brazilian. She goes to dinner with the boyfriend. In the midst of dinner, the place that they go Luke is there on a date with a friend or whatever she is. They're with a woman. We don't They're know with a woman. At that time, we don't know what it is. He's just right. there with a woman and she sees him. Right. And her date gets up from the table. Luke overhears a phone conversation that the guy has. He is planning some nefarious activities to do to her. Mm -hmm. And um, Luke steps in because he is pure alpha hero. Like he is take charge, putting down rules. Um, but he basically is, she's like the date comes to a screeching halt because Luke has stepped in and um, he's like, let's go. I'm taking you back to your dorm. She's like, what? <laughs> what just happened <laughs> what happened why she's clueless she has no idea um what's going on here and um i really like that he is one of my favorite alpha heroes like he's just that strong that sexy commanding but i don't know there was just something about it that i like how he is portrayed Yes. But, you know, and at this point in the story, there's also an element of you don't know where his interest is. You don't know if he's interested in her because there is that alpha kind of broodiness. Um, and he's just doing that because she's um, young or he knows her from the coffee shop or if, is he interested you're just not quite sure where the motivation is coming from. Um, but the way that it's written, you definitely get all the feels from it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so as the story develops, and I really don't want to ruin it. And I, as I look through some of my notes, I'm thinking, oh, that might ruin it a little bit. I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> um, I really love this story and I want people to read this. So Luke does come off as a bit controlling throughout the story. However, I think it's not so much that he's trying to be controlling. He's trying to temper his own desire for Sophia by giving them boundaries within their relationship. Um, he tried really hard to like talk to her, to get her to look to the, what the future would look like. He didn't, 
he is controlling because I mean, yeah, but it's not so over the top that you're like, he just steam rolls over her. He's just trying to help her establish boundaries. I think part of that is just general life experience. We go back to the age gap and he, he has the experience. So he knows kind of where he stands and what direction he's going. Um, And, you know, he, you know, he's interested in her and he wants her to voice that he recognizes that she's smart um, and has a good heart. Um, but he wants to give her that voice too, as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about the friends. One of my favorite lines in this whole thing is Everly says to Sophia, tall, dark, and handsome. Looks like he has, he's packing a donkey dick. (laughs) I'm like, hmm. Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) But she says stuff like that all throughout this story. Um, her roommate Jean is also pretty phenomenal in this book, I think. Yes. She's got a really good group of friends that are with her and keep help keep her head straight. Um, I think into, you know, this is a surprise pregnancy. Um, you know this going into it. So when she discovers that she's pregnant, and you get to that point, she has she has a freak out, but her friends kind of help her through navigate through that. And I loved that element of it, the way that they t- helped ground her. Yeah. Well, and we're getting a little short on time. So just real quick, I want to run through Luke's family does play a little part into this story. He comes from a very wealthy family, a very established family. I really loved his sister Meredith and his niece. That was such a sweet part of this story. Um, Swoony made you swoon. It did. The little girl just loved him. I also like how there was an issue where Sophia was feeling a little daunted by his money and his experience versus her status and her financial issues. And Luke fixed it in the exactly perfect swoony way. Like Mm -hmm. he won big points for how he fixed that. Um, His parents, however. Oh yeah. No. Boat him off the Island. (laughs) Yeah. Those people needed to go like seriously in this moment, the mother is trying to set him up on a date in front of Sophia. Like, yeah, no. Okay. Crazy piece. Okay, so we're gonna we're adding something new. We're trying something new, I should say. Oh to, no! Putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm surprising Carolina here. Um, okay, we're adding to our final buzz, like our three questions. We're adding something new. Give me three words that you think best describe this book for you. Okay. Uh, oh God. Really, I'm on the spot right now. Um, Hot. Chemistry. And. Funny. So mine were sexy, quirky, and fun. 
Like, so you had the advantage of rewriting. I did have the advantage. The question, so I did. Um, I just think that this is one of those books. I started it. This was a reread for me. I started it in the morning, and I didn't get anything done. Three and a half hours later, I was happy and excited and glad that I had reread this book. So, um, okay. So our big three questions. Carolina, did you like this book? I love this book. It was so good. Um, and it was, you know, there's elements that it pushes you, can push your boundaries a little bit, but it's so well done that I enjoyed every moment. Yeah. I really like this series a lot. I tell everyone to read it. I know there is a power dynamic with the characters because of the age gap and everything like that, but that's what I like in an age gap. I like that play with the power and everything. Um, so who do you think typically would like this book? Let's see. I think um, you definitely have to to like a lot of, a lot of steam. This is um, for people who want a little, I mean, we talked about, there's a little bit more. um, He's a dirty talking um, guy. Um, They're, bedroom scenes are hot and they get very interesting (laughs) yes i mean they really do push the sexual boundaries they are taking it to the next level it is not bdsm but it is not that far off for the sexy time so you definitely something like that but it's also um a fun read you are going to, I wish there was a different word to describe it, but I, I, one of the things I loved about this book and I just kind of just savored every moment was because I've read a lot of emotional romances lately. And this was a great book to lighten me up in a fun and sexy way. Yeah. I think there's something enchanting about this book not so much fun as there's a whimsy to it. And so you've got sexiness and a whimsy to it. And it just creates this like overall really fantastic read. Um, I would even say that this is similar to, so if you like Avery Flynn for the rom-com, but you want more steam, this to me is that next level. This is funny, quirky heroine, great banner with mm-hmm. hello, sexy time and dirty tagging. So, um, so, I mean, that's, that's what I think, but I do think that as long as you're okay with an age gap, you will like this book. Yep. Um, and I think the pregnancy part, cause the surprise baby or accidental pregnancy is not necessarily one of my favorite tropes. Um, this one was done really well. I liked how that turned out um, and the way that it was written. Yeah, I like how it turned out too. I also like that it wasn't, it wasn't the catalyst that caused them to break apart or reconcile. Like it was just a fact in the relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen until almost 60%, the last 60%. of the book. The first part is really just them, you know, finding each other and being sexy. Um, So would you recommend this book? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I would. Again, people have to understand the steam level, if that's something that they're comfortable with, um, and know that it will be an age gap, um, then I would definitely recommend it to those grouping of friends. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is one of those that you start recommending to people and then they read it and they're like, looking at you kind of side eye a little bit like, sister, you like this book? And you're like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a super steamy read, <laughs> this is a good book for right. you. <laughs> this is a fantastic book. This is one, though, make sure you have a big hat and shades if you're going to read this by the pool, because you might get a little red and embarrassed and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> breathing differently. Um, anyway, Carolina, thank you for joining me on this quick shot of romance. I really appreciate you hanging out with me and talking wrong by Jana Ashton. Thanks so much for having me back. I have a lot of fun doing these. (laughs) Um, Thanks, everyone. Till next time. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.